Therefore, I tell you, do not be anxious about your life. Brace yourself in the Lord. Do not throw up your hands or walk in despair. The time for extreme situations to be moved has come. You will not be kept behind enemy lines. For you shall surely overtake them. And without fail, cover all. 2019, our year of pursuit. And now, prepare your hearts as we welcome God's servant this morning. Captain of Israel's host and guide Of all who seek the land above Beneath the shadow we abide You don't need a man to be the God you 
chosen to call me your own. He's God from beginning to the end. You are God from beginning to the end. There's no place for argument. You are God all by yourself. You are God from beginning to the end. There's no place for argument. You are God all by yourself. Indeed, you've got times and seasons in your hands. You are the one who calls for light in the darkness of our lives. You don't need a man. You don't need our parents. You don't need the government. You don't need our friends. You don't need our pastors. You don't need any man to be the God you are. Your promises are yes. And they are amen. You have chosen us to be your own. And this morning as we come before you. We are reminded of the fact. That you are God alone. You are God alone. God from beginning to the end. We don't need to argue. You are God all by yourself. And your promises will come alive in our lives this morning. This morning we have not come unto any man. We have not come to look at anybody. We have not come expecting a blessing from any human being. But we have come unto you, O God, just as we are, with every burden and every stress. And we know that you are the same God that assured us that we should cast our burdens onto you and take your yoke. For your yoke is lighter and easier for us. This morning, my prayer is this take away every burden. And give us your yoke. A lighter one. One that will give us back our joy. Our peace. And our desire to live. This is my prayer. And I know you have heard. And you have answered. In Jesus name. Amen. If you have your Bibles. Can you lift it up before we sit. If you have your Bibles. Can you lift it up with me. And let's make our declaration of faith. Um, say this is my Bible this is my Bible it is the word of God I will become what it says I can become I will go where it says I can go I will achieve what it says I can achieve now slap your chest and say I am a believer Amen. Have your seats. It's so good to be in the presence of the Lord. And it's so good to see some beautiful faces this morning. Um, we started an assignment on Friday at the all night. Oh, those who were here. Can you give a clap unto the Lord? God gave us an assignment to bring us some relief for those that are weary. And this morning we continue with that assignment. 
When we read that scripture of Elijah who had gone weary and said to God, Now I want to die. Take my life from me. God said he was in the wilderness. But the Lord came and woke him up and asked him to eat and to drink. Friday night we drank. But after he had drank, he needed a word of inspiration from the Lord. And this is my assignment this morning. It's going to be a very simple, straightforward word. But I know somebody needs that word this morning. Somebody needs that word this morning. And if you would open up your heart and receive this simple message, you will be blessed. I have come to just assure you that the promises of God are yes and amen. I have come just bearing good news. That the God who has promised you that he is with you has not left. He is still with you. you too quiet for me this morning. Kindly turn your Bibles to Judges 14.14. 14. And I'll also read 2 Corinthians 1.20. Judges 14.14. 14, and 2 Corinthians 1.20. They are very popular scriptures. So you might know them already. Judges 14, 14. So he said to them, Out of the eater came something to eat, and out of the strong came something sweet. After three days, they were unable to explain the riddle. And the background to the story is that Samson had gone to Timnah to find a wife. And... On his way to visit the wife with his parents, he encountered a challenge. He encountered a dark moment. And the Lord gave him strength. A lion suddenly came and attacked him. And with his bare hands, he broke open the jaws of the lion. And he killed the lion and left it. And when he was coming back some days later, he realized that this carcass, this lion's carcass, had somehow become the haven for some bees who had made honey in the carcass. And he decided to form a riddle out of this event. So he said to the people, if you can explain this riddle, I'm going to give you something. They found a way to go around it, uh, not the right way, and it led to the death of many people. And the riddle is this, out of the eater came something to eat. And out of the strong came something sweet. After three days, they were still unable to explain this. The title of my message is Honey from the Carcass. And let's turn to Second Corinthians 1.20. Very simple sermon, but it will bless your life. If you can open up and receive it. And not just hear me, but also let the word go deep into your heart. And hold on to the word. When it becomes necessary. Second Corinthians 1.20 For every one of God's promises is yes in him. Therefore the amen is also through him for God's glory through us. Some of the other scriptures will read. For the promises of God, they are yes and they are amen. Because it is for the glory of God. Of God in our lives. 
This morning I've just come to assure you that the promise that God has given you, it is yes and it is amen. Amen means that let it be so. Amen means that it is done. It is accomplished. Most of us love to watch action movies. Action movies. So there will be blow man, there will be killer, there will be, you know, and somehow the script writers will ensure that the blow man, the, the blow man is the one who doesn't die. The last minute. The one who wins. Class is why. Oh. <laughs> the blow man will ensure, the, the writer of the script will ensure that this man will go through many challenges. At the end of the day, the, the, the agenda is to create a hero out of this man who perseveres through the many difficulties. And some of them can be dramatic. I mean, they are jumping from buildings and landing in some, on top of some car and, you know, killing people. And somehow they don't die. And so they fulfill that agenda of the script writer. And they become a hero. The hero that we all hail and love. The story doesn't end. Somehow our lives have become like these movies. God is the script writer of our lives. And he ensures. And the promise to us this morning is this. That until victory comes. The story has not ended. That is the message I bring you this morning. The challenges will come. The dark moments will come. The difficulties will come. The attempts to take your life will come. Sometimes it will become so dark and so difficult that like Elijah, you will crawl under a broom tree and say, Lord, if only you would take my life. But this morning, the promise of God is this. No matter how dark it becomes, no matter how difficult the situation, no matter how daunting the task, take it from me this morning that the glory will go to God at the end of the story. You will not die. The dream will not die. That thing that God said to you will not die. This morning, my assignment is to look in your face and tell you that the darkness will be there. You will get tired. You will get weary. You will feel like giving up. You will sometimes determine that God has disappointed you. Oh, but the song we sang when they raised it at the beginning of the service, I said, Holy Spirit, you are here. He said, do not give up on God. For God has not given up on you. That whatever he has promised you, it will come to pass. And it will come at the appointed time. And at the end of it all, you will look at your scars and say that it has been God from day one. This morning, I just want to share a few stories with you from the Bible. Some people, four men that went through some dark moments in their lives and in their journey of faith. And I am sure when they were going through those moments of pain and affliction and discomfort, they thought their lives had ended. They thought God had deserted them. 
they thought it was over. The darkness will never leave. They thought the cave was going to go on for the rest of their life. And they will never see light. But somehow they all came through it. And at the end of the day, they became the blowmans of their lives. And the heroes of the stories. How many of us know that we love those heroes so much? Not because we saw them in the movie living a comfortable life. We love them so much. We are drawn to them. Because we see the things that they have to go through. The mountains they have to climb. The waters they have to walk through. The, the, the fire they have to endure. And we look at their lives and it encourages us. And somehow deep within our spirits, we are drawn to them. Not because they ate and they slept and they had a comfortable life. But because they traveled and they held on. And at the end of it all, the story became beautiful. And when you go to those movies, when you were young and you do, nowadays I don't think they do that at Silverbed. When you go to the cinemas like Dunia Cinema, how many of you know Dunia Cinema? It was at Nima, Opera, those kinds of movie places. When, when the story ends like that, you see people begin to clap. Hey, like, like it's some real something. They still do it there. Eh? Uh, Avengers, they clap there. And they are clapping not because they had an easy life. They are clapping because they didn't give up. They held on. They fought on. They fought through. They stood the difficult moments. They stood in adversity and said, I am fighting until my last breath. And the victory came. And we can clap for them. Let me assure you as a child of God and as a believer, the dark moments will come. The days you want to give up will come. Those days when you wake up in the morning and you get out of your bed and you just want to say, Oh, Lord, when is this thing ending? Those days that you want to look at somebody and say, Is God really there? Let's be honest with ourselves. All of us go through those moments. I stand here, I'm telling you, there are days that I question my faith. And that is when Dormoin's song becomes very palatable. You know that song? When I'm going through those moments, that's the song that I sing. That, that song, can you help me? Lord, it seems so far away. A million years away, it seems today. <laughs> I have lost my faith. I must confess right now. It's still hard for me to pray But I don't know where to say I don't know where to start But as you give the grace With all that's in my heart I will sing I will pray Even in my darkest hour Through the sorrow and the pain I will sing. How many of us have sung that song? I mean, it's not that I've given up my faith. It is not that I have lost my faith. It is not that I don't know that there is God. It is not that I don't understand that He has called me and given me a purpose. It is none of those. In those moments, I don't know what to say. I don't know how to pray. But as you give the grace, I will sing. That song becomes so meaningful at that point. 
But let me tell you, no matter how many times you sing that song, the end will come. And God will get the glory. There was a young man in the Bible. He was called Jacob. And I just want to give you a little insight into how we encounter those that, and, and why I say that they will of necessity come. Those dark moments. It is not every one of them that is instigated by the devil. I want to share some experiences of these young men with you. For you to understand that when you are going through those difficult moments, it probably could be one of those reasons. There was a man called Jacob. And Jacob had a promise of God on his life. Before he was even born, his mother had been told that there are nations in your womb and the younger will become greater and the older will serve the younger. This man had the promise of God on his life. I am sure when he was growing up, his mother told him that God is going to make you a patriarch. That the promise of God is on your life. So rest, take it easy. Somehow you are going to follow in your father's footsteps. You are going to be there. You are the younger one. But regardless, when God speaks, the older one sometimes has to give way. When God speaks, the bigger competition has to give way. Rest easy. Take it easy. It doesn't matter that you are growing old. But when it is God's time, He will come through for you in a way that only He, God, can. Just rest it, Jacob. Because the promise of God is on your life. But Jacob couldn't wait. Together with his conniving mother, they schemed. And at the end of the day, he got a blessing. But he also got a lot of pain. To come with that blessing. Why? Because they couldn't wait. They wanted to help God become God. So they planned. They put fear on the skin. He went to his father. Got a blessing. But in the end. He ended up being a fugitive. Running for his life from his brother. If you read the account in Genesis. You would understand and see that when he went into Laban's home. It was a life of pain. For years, almost 20 years, this young man labored. He was in the sun. When you read, when Esau was chasing him and he was recounting his life to God, he said that many times I slept in the harsh conditions. I was attacked by, by animals from the, the, and you paid me nothing. He wanted to marry somebody. He had to work 14 years to get that woman. And, and the man cheated him over. It was, it was an uncomfortable, difficult life. Darkness he brought on himself. Until one day he had to wrestle. He was coming back to meet his brother. And he was afraid his brother was still going to kill him. So an angel came in the night and he wrestled with the angel. And he he won that battle. And his name was changed. And the promise of God on his life was reinstated. Sometimes we go through dark moments created by us. That one is not nice. So I started with that one. Sometimes we are the creator of our own darkness. We are in a hurry to be like everybody else. So you settle for that man who you know is not right for you. Because I'm growing old. And they say that the older you grow, 
your, your children will become whatever, I don't know. Your ex will die. I, I don't even understand. You forget that there's Sarah in the Bible who gave birth at the age of what? Sometimes we create our own darkness as children of God. Why? Because some way we think that God is taking too much time. Sometimes you know that this thing that you are going into, you need to take your time and pray and wait on the Lord because God has spoken. But you want it quickly, you want it faster. You want it your way. You want it in your time. God's time is taking too long. So I, I'm going to help God to become God. Oh, I have a prophetic word over my life. That says I have to do this. So why don't I jump into it? Sometimes we create that darkness. But we thank God for His mercies. The mercies of God. It is the saving grace for us. The mercies of God, they are new every morning. So even when we have gone ahead of God and we find ourselves in darkness, let me tell you, just come back and wrestle. Just come back and wrestle with God. And tell God that I decided to do it my way, but no more. And I see God changing some names and some destinies this morning. I see God in His infinite mercy coming to your rescue and saying that this darkness will end so that I, God, will get the glory. The second young man that I speak about this morning is called Joseph. He was also descended from the same generation. And this young man encountered darkness that was unexplainable. Sometimes the darkness you go through, it has nothing to do with you. Or whether you have sinned. Or falling out of favor with God. It has nothing to do with it. And that those ones are the most frustrating of all the darknesses. You know, when you are going through that darkness and you keep asking yourself, But Lord, why? Why? I have had young women who have come to me and said, Mommy, I kept myself. I was faithful. I didn't indulge in any of these things. I kept myself for my husband. And I've been married for 10 years and I don't have a child. It's almost as if I was wrong. I did that. One of them came to me and said, Now, I should even have, have spoiled myself. Oh. Because they are saying that those who indulge in those things, their wombs open up nicely. So by the time they marry, the children come like that. Those of us who keep ourselves, we get to the time we want children and it's not coming. Why? Sometimes the darkness you go through doesn't make sense. I've read a few books by Joyce Meyer and other people when they have written on that subject. Where is God when it doesn't make sense? It doesn't. This young man, Joseph, had had a dream. And in the dream, God had promised him greatness. God has said that your brothers will bow to you. Your parents will bow to you. You will be the one that will, be, will come into the line of promise. God is going to do great things with your life. The prophecies have come in dreams. It was so clear that the favor of God was on his life. Then things began to go down south. They sold him. In prison, 
for things he hadn't done. In fact, he was even trying to remain true to God and not sleep with Potiphar's wife. That ended him in prison. How many of you can, can align with this? That you, you keep asking yourself, so is it wrong to serve you, Lord? Ever since I decided that I would do genuine business, hey, it's like my own, my own, I'm the only one suffering in Ghana. I, I, it doesn't make sense. Just when I decided to live my life of darkness and come and commit in your house and serve you and live for you, I can't explain it. They said we should give. I give. Tight. I pay. And sometimes you are sitting there and people are sharing their testimonies. Oh, I, I, I paid my tithe on time and, and all of a sudden somebody called me and a business door opened. What's your tithe? You've paid tithe. Ah, faithfully. Nothing is happening. Listen. Some of the things and the dark moments we go through, they have nothing to do with you. Why do I say that? When you hear Joseph speak, and Pastor Ish said that at the all night, when you hear Joseph speak at the end of the movie of his life, he said something very profound. He said, but for God bringing me through this, and into this position, you know the entire human race would have been wiped off the face of the earth. At the time, the known world was there. That was all the world there was. There wasn't five continents. America, Asia, no. The entire known world was there. And every single one of those nations survived on the direction of Joseph. He saved grain and enough to feed an entire generation for seven years. Otherwise, there would have been no remnant. Can you imagine? If Joseph had decided, like Elijah, that Lord, as I am in this prison, take my life. My bread. Listen, this morning I come to encourage you. The moments may be dark. The difficulties may have prolonged. They can't be explained. And that's why sometimes you are even you are you are watching some Ojasho's brothers and sisters sit on their high horses and become self-righteous and try to make you feel and judge you that you are where you are because of something you may have done or something God is punishing you for. Job encountered the same thing with his friends. He was a righteous man. He would sacrifice even when he didn't sin. His son sinned and he would sacrifice. He prayed. He was and then all of a sudden, then his friends came, Griffey brothers and sisters. The first thing was Job, what have you done? God must be punishing you for something you have done. Maybe they won't tell you now, but somebody in the church is looking at your life and wondering, hey, now go out there, Job. Your life is going nowhere. Is this something you are doing in secret? 
Is this something you have probably done that God is punishing you for? What they don't understand and what they don't know is that God is preparing you in that darkness for something great in this life. And the bigger the assignments on your life, the greater the darkness and the greater the challenge. If you are a tomato seed, you germinate in two days. And in three months, your life is over. But if you are a bamboo tree, your roots go down for a hundred years. And the day you come up out of the ground, in land months you are taller than every tree. Listen, God may be taking you through something very dark. Like Joseph, it doesn't make sense. You have examined your heart. You have checked your ways. You have called for his mercy. You have come to the altar and cried. But it looks like the more you cry, the more you plead, the more you beg, the greater the darkness becomes. Let me tell you, God has something ahead of you. Hold on. Just hold on. The promises of God, they are yes. And they are amen. That promise will come alive. It doesn't matter how long it takes. Habakkuk says that it is written and it may tarry, it may delay. But surely, that promise will come to pass. If you can only hold on, if you can only believe... If you can only search your heart and say, I am not giving up. I know that the God who has called me, His promises don't fall to the ground. They will come to pass. And that's why I love that song. It doesn't take a man. He doesn't ask men for their opinion. When God decides to bless you and to lift you up, He doesn't consult with parliamentarians. He doesn't consult with your friends. He doesn't even go to your boss. He just comes and says that it is time for me to lift you up. There is no argument. There is no debate. He will lift you up. And the world will see you. And they will give glory. The same man that wanted to kill Peter. And said that he is a, he's a thief. He is a murderer. When the snake had come out of the fire and he held onto his hands, the same people said he's a murderer, he's a thief. Oh, he must have done something wrong. And then when nothing happened and he shook that snake off and it went, the same people started to sing his praises and that this man must be a man of God. Listen, the time is coming when the same men who have vilified you, the same men who have condemned you, the same men who have sung you down, the same men who have judged you every step of the way, the same men, they will still come to you and say, oh my God, you are such a beautiful human being. God has blessed you. Can you show us what you have been doing? The same men, never let what men say take you out of God's blessing and God's favor. Men are fickle. One day they like you, the next day they don't like you. One day they can't do without you, the next minute they don't want to see your face. That's man for you. Allow God to do his thing. Allow God to take you through those moments where the assurance like David said, when I go through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil. Why? Because the Lord has not deserted me. He is still with me. In that darkness, He is there. I will not leave you. I will not forsake you. When you go through the fire, I will be with you. When you walk through the waters, I, the Lord, I am there with you. 
Listen to me. God has not left you. I don't know what kind of darkness you may be going through. I don't know where, how long the darkness has lasted. I don't know how many times you have cried and asked God to forgive you and reinstate you. I don't know how long you have pleaded for his mercy. But this is the assurance that God said to come and tell you. That he has not left you. He has not forsaken you. It may be taking a long time. But the day of light is coming. And that day is nigh. And that day the Lord himself will become your everlasting light. You will not need the sun to shine. You will not need the moon to brighten your night. The Lord himself, the everlasting God himself, will become your light. And the world will see your light. And they will be attracted to the glory that God has placed on you. Don't give up. Don't give up. Don't give in. Don't get tired. When you are tired, come to all night and drink juice. And renew your strength. Those who didn't come, why? Why you have the third, I'm, I'm even digressing. The third person I want us to look at is something. And that is the story that we read this morning. That guy was a troublemaker. I mean, this guy had a promise of God on his life. Before he was born, the angel had come to Manoah's wife and told him that this child that you are bringing into the world is a prophet. And he's going to do great things. And this child is born and he's living like there's no promise on his life. Sometimes you go through the darkness because God has decided to use you as a jawbone for battle. This one too is not nice. It's not palatable. You know sometimes God picks people and he decides that you will be the, the battle axe in my hand. And I am going to use you to bring distraction to some enemies of mine. You are only a jawbone in the hands of God. You are only a battle axe in the hands of God. Bible says that the parents of something didn't understand. What they didn't know was that the call of God on that man's life was that God was going to use him to destroy the Philistines. So every opportunity that he creates, no matter how terrible... In the end, he will kill them. Sometimes you go through darkness because God is just using you. He's just using you to fight some battles. Friday we prayed that prayer against ancestral strongholds. And I said to them that some of us, God is waiting on us to be the people that break those strongholds in our families. Some of us have that call on our lives. We fight. You fight to break the poverty limitations in your home. You are the one fighting to break that marriage barrier in your home. You are the one fighting to lift up people in your home. And it's like all of your life you are fighting. But listen, the generation after you will bless you. Your children will bless you. Because you didn't give up. You didn't say that let me settle and be like the rest of them. And be like the rest of my family. Some of you, God is raising you up as warriors. Like something you are going to face. Friends will leave. Family will leave. People will desert you. Why? Because they don't understand your calling. That your calling is such that I can't be with you at that party. I have to be on that mountaintop. Traveling for seven days. Because I am a jawbone in the hands of my God. And but for me, but apart from me... 
and if I don't live this life, my children will suffer. Generations after me will come under that curse and that limitation. Listen, some of you, God will use you to break barriers in this nation. Sometimes you will be like a lone voice, crying out amongst wolves. But listen, when God is done, He will get the glory. We hear about something because even on the day of his death, he killed more of the Philistines than any other day that he had killed them. Your dark moments may only be because you have to fight some battles. Keep fighting. Keep fighting. I have fought the fight. I have finished the race. And I have kept the faith. And now the glory awaits me. Because I didn't give up. I didn't decide that I am tired of fighting this battle. So let me give in. You know when you give in to something that you know is not right. Because you are struggling. You have lost the battle. The poverty may be intense. And the enemy will come at you and say, why don't you just do this? Who will know? The minute you agree. The battle is lost. And you have raised some generations after you. The honor and the privilege of living a good life. David fought every battle. Solomon came. And all he had was rest. Rest on every side. All his enemies had been conquered. His father had done the work. I'm sure David, when he was writing all those sounds, he was a jawbone in the hands of God. He was fighting every battle he came across just so that his sons can rest. I don't know how many destinies are waiting for you to fight. I don't know how many lives are depending on you not giving up this battle. I don't know how many children are waiting so that you can win this fight. And that they would have some rest. When you are going through those fighting moments and dark moments, just remember that God will get the glory at the end of it all. Don't stop fighting. Don't give in because you are tired. Take a break if you want. But come back and fight hard. Fight for the purpose. Fight for the dream. Fight for that thing that God has placed on your heart. Fight for that call of God on your life. Don't give up because you face hurdles and challenges. Don't give up because the battle has become too strong. Like the, the popular saying, he who lives fights and runs away, lives to fight another day. That battle won't go anywhere. It is waiting for just another day for you to fight. If I were you, I would just fight those battles. Don't give up. Don't give in because you want to be in your comfort zone. This thing is unbearable. Why don't I just give in? So that I can rest. When you do that, you have disappointed a generation. And only God knows how many lives won't see light because you gave up. Sometimes doing church is hard. When you come into the service like that, all the work you've done is half empty. You want to give up. You want to give in. You want to, fight. you want to stop fighting. You want to stop calling people. You, want to, you just want to be there. But we can't stop fighting. 
We can't. There are dark moments. There are difficult moments for the whole arena. But we keep fighting. Because like David said, there is a cause. Is there not a cause? Is there not a cause to keep going on? And to keep winning souls? And to keep preaching? Even if, I told them this morning, even if two people show up in this church, I will preach the same way I preach. Because I can't stop fighting. I can't stop fighting for your life and for your soul. Sometimes the enemy will convince me, this person is not serious. Just a life, man. But I tell myself, I can't stop fighting for that soul. Every soul is precious to God. The enemy is fighting hard to take them out of church. The minute I stop fighting, the enemy has won. And I can't let that happen because I am a jawbone in the hands of my God. And I cannot disappoint him. I have to keep fighting. I have to keep loving. I have to keep waiting. I have to keep praying and praying and praying that someday... The light will shine. And God will get the glory. The last person you want to look at is Peter. In the New Testament. Peter was an apostle. A follower of Christ. He also had a promise on his life. One day Jesus was with his disciples and said, Who do men say that I am? Some say you are Elijah. Some say you are one of the prophets. Then all of a sudden the light bulb went off in Peter's mind. And he says, Oh! You are the son of God. Jesus said something to Peter. Flesh and blood did not reveal this to you. And from today, you will no more be called Simon. You will be Peter, meaning the rock. And on this rock, I will build my church. The promise of a foundation for the church had been laid. But somehow a few days later, the same rock encountered a challenge. And this challenge was a little girl who won't let this man be. Right by the fireside, this little girl, annoying as she is, will pop out and say, Ah, this man was with Jesus. If Peter agreed, you know what that meant. He could be beaten. He could be killed. He, he, just, he wasn't going to risk that. Me? <laughs> I don't know. I don't know him. Did you see me with him? Then he will continue standing, minding his... Then he will pop up again. Ah! I know the face. When Jesus was teaching at the mount, at the bottom, he was there, right beside Jesus. Even his accent betrays him. Peter was like, me? You are such a liar. This man that you are talking about, I have no idea who he is. Me, I am standing here by this fire. I don't even know why I'm here. I just chance and happen to be here. Sometimes we get into dark moments because we want our comfort. We want to Betray our principles and what we stand for and what we believe and what we know is right because we want to be comfortable.
Divorce is not acceptable. But I'm tired. So God will understand. He will understand that this man is not romantic. I don't even know what, what he told me in the first place for me to be here. Let me cut my losses and move on. This is not right. But at this point, it's my comfort I'm thinking about. Bible says that after everything was done, Peter entered into the darkest moments of his life. He heard the cock crow. And he remembered that Jesus had cautioned him. That the time is coming when you will give up on your principles. And the man you say you love. And the master who has been with you for three years. You saw him heal. You saw him raise the dead. You saw him feed thousands. All of that will go down the drain. Why? Because you are thinking about your personal comfort and safety. Peter was in a dark moment. Bible says that he cried. He went and he cried. And he cried. And he was remembering everything that he has given up. Because he wanted to be comfortable. But once again we thank God for his mercies. All of these people just had one thing in common. And that thing was that they had a promise of God on their lives. The promises of God are yes. And they are amen. The promises of God spoken over your life. It will hold you in your dark moments. It will allow the message of God to come through for you. Even when you have disappointed yourself. The message of God will ensure that the same thing that came at you to destroy your life, honey will come out of that carcass and it will feed you. He says, out of the eater came something to eat. Out of that dark situation, that difficult pain that you are going through, that thing that won't leave your life for you to be free, that setback that you continue to experience. Out of that shame that you have experienced. Out of that discomfort that continues to plague your life. Out of that poverty that you are struggling in because you won't give up on your principles. Out of that shame. Out of that discomfort. I am telling you that that thing was sent to your life to kill you, to let you give up on your faith. But remember, as long as the promise of God is yes and amen over your life, that promise will see you through and out of that dark situation, God will lift you up. Every darkness that you are going through right now, just know that it's just a setup for a comeback. In the same darkness, God will lift you up. Out of that prison, God lifted up Joseph. Or oh, out of that discomfort, when Jacob had wrestled, God changed his name. And he became the father of many nations. Out of that discomfort that Peter went through, he cried. And Bible says that Peter became the rock of the early church. After Pentecost, he stood. Why? 
Because the promise of God was working. God has said you will be the rock. And on this rock I will build my church. It doesn't matter what you go through in between the time the promise is given. And the time of manifestation. It is only a faith. It will pass. And when that day comes, that promise will be yes. And it will be amen. What is the promise that God has spoken over your life? You may not have heard any direct promise. But this morning, the promise I bring to you, what the Holy Spirit said, I should come and tell you, is that out of the eater will be something for you to eat. That honey will come from every carcass that is in your life. The Holy Spirit said to tell you that every darkness you go through, don't give up. Just hold on. Because the God who creates the honey out of the carcass, that God is still with you. He will make a masterpiece out of your life. The promise I came to you today is this. That the God who has said he will glorify you, he doesn't need a man. He doesn't even sometimes need your own acceptance or belief. When God has said it, it will surely, definitely, Without a shadow of doubt, without any fear of contradiction, without any mistaken belief, I stand on this altar and I tell you this morning, it doesn't matter how long, it doesn't matter how far, it doesn't matter how low, it doesn't matter how dark. All I know is that one day very soon, honey will come out of that carcass. And out of that thing that came with a mindset to destroy you, God will lift you up. And in the same place that you were saved, you will also get the glory. And the same people will turn around and say that this man is a God. So we stand on our feet as we begin to pray. In this month of impact, you may be weary may be tired something may have stayed for so long and it doesn't seem to give way but this morning you are praying and saying Lord I am holding on to your sure word and your promise over my life it doesn't matter what is happening right now all I can hold on to this morning is your promise and in 2 Corinthians 1.20 your promises are yes and they are amen. This sickness must have stayed too long. But I can't give up. This business is struggling at this time. But I can't give up. Because I have a promise hanging over my life. And as long as that business is finished, God hasn't finished with me. As long as that movie hasn't ended. Something is happening. Something is happening. I don't know about you, but God is doing something in my life. And that thing, God will take the glory at the end of it all. I may be going through pain and discomfort at this time. I may be going through moments that I cannot explain at this time. I may have been telling myself that I am doing so much for God, but nothing seems to be happening on the other side. Oh, but this morning I am holding on to a promise. And the promise is that out of the carcasses of my life, 
hardly will come. And God will feed me. And God will lift me up. I don't know. I don't know who I'm speaking to this morning. But maybe I'm speaking to myself. <laughs> maybe I am speaking to myself this morning. But I know that the God who has called me, that God is, is also a God of integrity. I know that people may be laughing now, but they will laugh at the wrong side of their mouth. Because soon and very soon, my God is going to get the glory. I know that people are confused and they are questioning the, the integrity of my God. They are saying that this cannot be a God who is faithful. Because if she is doing everything she is doing, then why are things not turning around? Oh, but I believe the promise of God on my life. And I believe that that promise is sure. If you are like me, you just want to come to the altar. And hold on to the altar like Jacob and say, Lord... I am not leaving until you bless me. Maybe you want to come and tell God that God, I want to fight this battle. I want to finish this race, but I want to keep my faith too. Many have left the faith because it was too hard. I know musicians, artists that started to sing for God. And somehow they told themselves that this industry doesn't pay. Let me go secular. But he is God from beginning to the end. I see some testimonies coming through in this year. Something that will silence your enemies forever. Listen to a sermon preached by Pastor Boahima of the Makers of Chapel International, Hope Arena. We hope you were blessed. Thank you for listening.